0: Looks like football, baby. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome into the Fantasy Football SmackDown. It is Tuesday, November 1st. Looking ahead at the week nine waiver wire. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at Kyle We got six teams on by this week. (laughs) So that that roster depth is going to be pushed to the limit. It's going to be hard to stash players this week as you are not only having to leverage the depth on your bench, but you may even be adding some players off of the wire to plug right into your lineup ahead of week nine. The playoff picture is probably starting to take shape in your league as well, so I highly encourage you guys to take a look so you can make some trades with as we're getting down in the season. Obviously, I think right now if it's Dynasty and you're sitting there on two three wins you should definitely be looking to avert your attention to 2023 (laughs) and maybe need to cash out right now but otherwise redraft leagues keep fighting don't give up even if you're out of it look to knock those other teams out of the playoffs because there's nothing more satisfying than that besides maybe making the playoffs yourself anyway uh let's just dive right into it. there are actually some pretty good ads this week gonna have those up on the screen here for you guys watching on youtube okay if you're not subscribed on youtube uh, Waiver wire comes at you a day earlier on the YouTube channel versus the, the podcast feed. So uh, n- another good reason to be subscribed, not only where you're listening to this, but also the YouTube channel as well. I mentioned six teams on by heading into week nine. Uh, full disclosure as well. I'm recording this just prior to the Monday Night Football game between Cincinnati and Cleveland. So also uh, one other note, as I'll uh, allude to throughout the show, there are a few guys that I think are worth putting in claims for especially depending on the outcome of the NFL trade deadline, which is, if you're listening to this on the release date, November 1st, today at 4 p.m. So you're going to know ahead of waivers actually running, but but there are some names that are being tossed about in rumors right now. So if those guys end up getting moved, the players behind them, the opportunity could become much larger. So we'll touch on that uh, throughout the show. But six teams on by in week nine, you have the Cleveland Browns, the Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos, New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers and San Francisco 49ers. Again, Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, the New York Giants, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco. So a lot of teams on by this week. Maybe not as much firepower as weeks with six teams, but still lots of players out this week. Top three ads regardless of position. Now, I am going to note that as of right now, Monday, recording this, the reports on Mark Andrews are that you know it's not a major injury, that he dodged a major injury. That's great do not forget about the players that played on Thursday night. Sometimes that's easy to do, right? We're just focused on what we saw uh, on red zone or on Sunday or what have you. But the Baltimore Ravens playing last Thursday, it should not be forgotten what Isaiah likely did in his opportunity as the starting tight end or the lead tight end, I should say, for the Baltimore Ravens. He could be the starting tight end for the Baltimore Ravens as soon as this week. Maybe, Maybe it's more than just this week, but regardless, I think, Unless you are the Travis Kelsey owner, this is a player, that, and, and George Kittle probably, this is a player you need to be looking at. Isaiah, Isaiah likely is only 5% owned, so he's my top ad regardless of position. Not only for the streamers out there, not only for the the teams that have their starting usual starter on buy, but literally anyone else is looking for tight end help. I think this is a guy that you need to look to add, um, maybe even to stash away from your, your opponents for the next week or two. Number two on this list is Justin Fields, 41% owned. Uh, again, similar position, you know, when you're talking about QB to tight end, just like likely with fields, you're talking about a quarterback that, uh, you know, that position is going to be one that a lot of people are looking for bye week fillers this week. Also underperforming players of that position as well fields is somebody that should be picked up and number three, the only non tight end quarterback on this list, regardless of position, I'm putting Rondell Moore 35% on seeing a lot of work like that. He was in the slot a little bit more this last week as well. Uh, and he's a guy that's on an offense that's going to continue to throw the ball play from behind and should take advantage while Hollywood Brown is out and New Hopkins is still balling. All right, quarterbacks. The streamers for this week, for me, Justin Fields is pretty much far and away the top ad, 41% owned, so he's not widely available, but he's been a top-five quarterback over the last three weeks. His rushing performances have been awesome in those, in those games, 80, 80, 60, uh, those last three games, and a, a home matchup against Miami should produce Another good week for Justin Fields. If the passing numbers ever tick up, if he ever gets two passing touchdowns in a game, I mean, the dude I think would be, it would be unreal, you know, whatever when those weeks hit because of his rushing production right now. But what you're looking for from Fields is you're looking for that 60 to 80 yards on the ground. You're looking for one passing touchdown and you have a starter right there. Um, So take a look at Justin Fields if he's on the wire. Or honestly, if you are the Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers owner, I mean, Derek Carr, it's been a rough season for the quarterback position. There's there's maybe only six, seven guys that I'm going to take over Justin Fields in redraft leagues right now uh, that I know I can start every single week. Otherwise, you're probably just playing the matchups. And Justin Fields right now, I'm, I'm riding that hot hand. Number two in this list is Marcus Mariota. He's also been solid over the last three weeks as well. He gets a home matchup against the Chargers who are coming off the bye. 26% owned. Mariota, similar to Fields. You kind of know what it is. The passing numbers, you hope for a touchdown. Going to get a little bit of rushing there. He's averaging just under 50 yards on the ground his last three games and continue to be a QB streamer for fantasy purposes. Number three is Andy Dalton. Good matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. Going to be at home 14% on. Be great if Michael Thomas could make it back for this game. But regardless, uh, I still think Dalton's a guy that you you can plug in your lineup and, and look for those two touchdowns. That's what you're looking for for streamers. And number four is Taylor Heineke. Uh, home matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. He's 7% on. He's got two touchdowns each of the last two weeks as a starter. I think that will continue as he tries to keep pace with the Minnesota Vikings offense in Week Nine. The, all these guys, I think Fields is probably a, you know a B to B minus streamer this week. Everybody else is probably in that C to C minus range, but I still think these are, are startable guys that you can use if you're somebody that's been having to roll, you know, Russell Wilson, or maybe even maybe you finally got Dak back, but he's out this week, right? Lots of teams on by. Running backs. There's a few guys here that I like as just pure stash candidates. Um, I don't know that there's any automatic uh, starts. As a lot of the guys that hit this last Sunday are already over the 50% own threshold that I use for this. So uh, not a lot of plug and plays here, but we'll roll through this. Number one, coming off the bye is Isaiah Pacheco, 34% owned. Now, I know he was the starter back in week seven. The Chiefs were on bye in week eight. Let's not forget, the starter still means something. Even a three-man committee, I think Pacheco then has the leg up to to gain more workload in this offense. If this moves into a two back committee, then I think you're sitting on golden at 34% own. Should take advantage of the fact that people might have just left him on the wire for a week, go pick him up now. He's my top running back ad. Number two is Kenyon Drake, 31% own. The reports on Gus Edwards is the minor hamstring injury. The tough part about that Baltimore backfield is they're playing in prime time next week. So you're going to have to either know ahead of time, hopefully by the end of the week, uh, who the starter is going to be or have alternatives that you can also maybe ride in a flex spot there. But Kenyon Drake at 31% owned. He's produced fantasy value when he's been on the field. Uh, I still think Edwards long-term is going to be the answer for that backfield, not Drake, but for now, Drake's healthy, and he should be on a roster. Number three on this list is Alexander Madison. This is definitely more just of a stash handcuff type play, but he's 45% owned, there's no reason for the top handcuff in fantasy football to be owned in less than 50% of leagues, just saying. Number four is Kyron Williams. I talked about this in the waiver wire sniping show. I can't believe this guy's over 40% owned. The backfield right now in LA is a complete mess. And if Cam Akers, as of recording this, is still on the Rams. So if he's still on the Rams, the reports are they're just gonna let him play again. Uh, I don't know that I love stashing Kyron Williams. There is for me a pretty steep drop off between Madison at three and Williams at four on my list, but I think it's worth a shot. It's a rookie, it's a scratch off. We'll see what happens. Good reports for him before the injury in the preseason but the rookie's working his way back still as we're sitting here and no one else has really claimed that job. So I'm fine stashing Williams right now, but that offense isn't clicking like it, like it has in the past. Number five is James Cook, 22% owned. We saw a few good plays from him on Sunday night football in prime time. I still think that he's the, you know, he's definitely a good stash candidate as the number two back behind Singletary. And then with the draft capital and this young running back working his way in, I think he could get more and more playing time as the season moves on. I think he should be owned and, Probably more, more like 35 to 40% of leagues, so take a look in deeper leagues. A few stash candidates here. Cam Akers, 42% owned. Again, if he stays on the Rams, it sounds like they have, they're they going to take him back from exile. So uh, still a guy that I want to stash just in case. But if he's traded somewhere else, I think his value is going to go up. Number seven is Deion Jackson of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the reports were for Jonathan Taylor, even know he returned to the game, that he tweaked the same ankle that missed multiple weeks. And we remember what Jackson did a couple weeks back. However, that was with Naheem Hines also out. So Jackson's more just of a stash candidate. He probably plays just that that early downs role, even though he did prove he could do it on third down as well. I think Hines will keep that uh, that job for the Indianapolis. And number eight, this is super deep, but Dearness Johnson, just keep tabs on him at 3% own. Again, by the time waivers run, the trade deadline will be over. But if Cream Hunt is moved, by the Cleveland Browns. I think Johnson Johnson's definitely an interesting guy to stash at 3% on. And he would be the number two guy behind Nick Chubb. Wide receivers. I mentioned Rondell Moore already. He's been getting, he had a really good game on Sunday and I think he'll continue to get slot looks in that offense. Garrett Wilson with the Core Davis injury and the exile and benching of Elijah Moore at 48% on. The rookie is a guy that, that had a decent fantasy day on Sunday and could continue to be the number one option in that offense. Romeo Dubs at 47% owned. His ownership has, has dropped. He had the touchdown last week, so I'm sure it'll bump back up. I still think he has the most upside of any of the Green Bay wide receivers. Number four is Alec Pierce. A lot of outside targets from San Ellinger and the Indianapolis Colts offense on Sunday at 40% owned. Uh, he's a bi-week filler. I don't know that he's a slam dunk guy. There's a pretty decent drop off here as well at the wide receiver position between three and four on my list. Number five is Josh Palmer at 26% owned. Missed the Chargers last game in week seven due to a concussion. The Chargers were on bye in week eight. And already out of the gate ahead of week nine they had a practice on Monday the Chargers did and Keen Allen did not practice did he tweak something in that uh in that week seven game than what she got in for you know a few plays I don't know but Palmer was back at practice ahead on, on Monday the 31st so Palmer's a guy that I'm just stashing again heavy bye weeks he's a guy that I could just plug in especially when you factor in that Mike Williams is going to miss at least th- another three to four weeks maybe more Palmer is definitely a guy that you should be stashing. Van Jefferson comes in at number six. This is more of a stash candidate for sure. He saw about 30 for 30 snaps in his first game back. Uh, but you got to monitor the Cooper Cup injury and the ineffectiveness of Allen Robinson. Jefferson could see a bigger role in this offense. Number seven is Nico Collins. This is more of a if Brandon Cooks is traded, then I think Nico Collins is definitely a stash. He's available in a lot of leagues. And number nine is Terrace Marshall. Uh, the second year wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers getting a ton of looks over 80 yards this last week. I think the Panthers will continue to have to throw the ball, and Marshall seems to be the clear cut number two option behind DJ Moore. Tight ends Isaiah likely, I already mentioned him already. He's going to be at New Orleans, five percent owned. if he's the starter. You know, he you could plug him in as a top 12 guy right out of the gate. Disappointing, but unless you're the Travis Kelsey or George Kittle owner, uh, and again, Kittle is out on by this week, likely is a, a guy that you need to be spending up on to go get in your lineup as the tight end position has been. Trash again this year, unfortunately. Number two, I like this option as well, but he's more owned. 43% owned is Evan Ingram. He's going to be at home against the Raiders. Caught a touchdown this last week. He's been solid this year. Nothing spectacular, but he's streamable. Number three is Tyler Conklin. He he burst onto the scene, then he dropped into, into nowhere, and now he's back. Uh, two productive weeks. The last two weeks with Zach Wilson against the Buffalo Bills, 12% owned. Game script should help Conklin there, and he's been getting red zone looks. And number four on this list because of streamers, but if you're just stashing a tight end, Greg Dolchich has been awesome in his last three weeks. He's on by this week for the Denver Broncos, but at 42% owned, he needs to be over that 50% threshold for sure. So again, if you're struggling at tight end, maybe you're just looking to stream anybody this week, I'd take the extra roster, but also roster Dolchich. He should be an every week starter for you going forward. DST streamers, the Green Bay Packers were heavily dropped due to their week eight matchup against the Buffalo Bills, but now they get a week nine matchup against the Detroit Lions. So at 43% on the Packers are somebody that I'm looking to plug and play, even on a road game, they're streamable. Miami dolphins also on the road against Chicago bears should be some turnovers there for them. 43% on. And then Cincinnati Bengals at home against the Carolina Panthers, 40% on. Those are your DST streamers for week nine. All right, there you have it. I think there's a lot of good options this week. It's just going to be tough because with so many people on by, you're going to be leveraging that bench depth and a lot of leagues into your starting lineup. So, Go out there, make sure you're active on that wire. I'll catch you guys on Saturday with waiver wire sniping ahead of the week nine kickoff. But until then, I'll catch you guys later.